Next on BYUSN, the Cougars back to work against UCF tonight. Do they have to win both games this week to finish above 500 in conference? Plus, we'll ask the questions to former Cougar Jake Toulson and compare this year's team to the 2019-2020 BYU team. Which squad is better? The nation's best rebounder and reigning Big 12 Player of the Week, Lauren Gustin, joins us from Orlando ahead of today's game with UCF. And Top 5 Tuesday ranks all the top wins in Big 12 play, all five for men's hoops so far. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, February 13th. I am Spencer Linton. He is longtime Ludacris friend, Jerem Jordan. Luda! Yeah, it was fun to see uh, him with Usher mm -hmm. and uh, Alicia Keys, who whose dress from a distance looked like a challenge flag. Yeah, well, who posted that? That, that was Which hilarious. Which is really, really funny. Um, they all did great. But Andy Reid posted this photo after – well, no, no, he didn't post it. I don't know who posted <laughs> it. But Jeff Hansen grabbed it and said, my anthem in a picture. <laughs> Someone also said, when your mission president shows up to your investigator's <laughs> baptismal party. <laughs> Andy Reid. Uh, just hanging out with the homies, which is awesome. Andy's like that. Um, yeah, roll out, baby. I hope that Andy <laughs> jokingly, like, yelled crazily into Travis Kelsey's ear. Because that would have been funny. Like, ah, nah, nah, nah. That's a payback. <laughs> I thought it was uh, very insightful that Travis Kelsey said, I was just telling him how much I loved him. I just, I just really love him. That's, the intensity that Travis brought to that is kind of what makes him great. But you also have to deal with that yeah. sort of uh, yeah. wild man nature. Well, incorporated Andy, by that beard right now. Looking Andy's good. the best because there are a lot of different ways he could have taken that. And I know the Chiefs won, which helps the scenario because if the Chiefs lose yeah. that game, then that just then becomes like, like, oh, they were crumbling early. Yeah. But even if the Chiefs had lost, I think Andy's answer would have been the same, which is, look, I know Travis better than most. I know how intensely know he wants way to better play than, the game. Than Taylor does. Yeah, I understand how much he wants to be on the field. Like, the answer would have been the same from Andy, and that's what makes him great. He's just so consistent through the ups and downs. He deserves all the greatness, including pictures of the ludicrous. Which is really fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, who's, who's the most famous person in that picture, which is funny? Because it's probably Travis Kelsey now. Like, Travis's ascension to popularity, obviously, as a great player, plus with Sister Swift is great. <laughs> yeah. But listen. Sister Swift. But, <laughs> eventually. But, hey, um... It's not – football season is over, but we have something to look forward to in how many days? Countdown to the Salukis. 200 days. A nice round 200 days. 200 day. even. Oh, we're going again? No, I don't I don't so. want to talk about this tomorrow, per se. Let's not do 199. Let's not do 199. No. 200 I'm cool with. Let's go 175, 150, 125, 100, and then let's go every day. Oh, every 25? So once you yeah. get sub 100. Yeah, just like some nice whole numbers, you know. I don't want like 173. Who cares? Yeah, sub 100 were typically out of all of the sports seasons, and so we need that content in the summer, right? We need, <laughs> we we need, need those 15 seconds in the show. Every little bit helps. <laughs> Every little bit like, helps. Oh, uh, crap, it's July. Uh, the greatest number 89 in BYU. Yeah, exactly. All rise and shout. Let's get to a busy edition of What's Trending. There it is! Khalifa and Robinson jams it home. Takes down the lane, still gets there, and lays it up and in. 19,000 strong. Skip pass to Nell, a no look. Corner three, Robinson, good! BYU-UCF Part 2 tonight. The Cougars trying to get above 500 for the first time ever in Big 12 basketball history. Wouldn't that be something to do with this season with the conference so strong? 2-4 at one point, don't forget. 
I know BYU has a chance really to get above 500 by two games if they just hold serve based on the percentages. But first things first, it's UCF and top 10 team defensively. When you look at defensive efficiency rating, they're super athletic. They have so much length, Jerem. What do you expect to be different in game two tonight against UCF compared to the first showdown in Orlando? You're just going to score more points. They only scored 63 in Orlando. That was the uh, second Big 12 road game. BYU just played Baylor on Tuesday. Long trip, obviously. Great defensive team, as you mentioned. Number nine specifically in efficiency. Third in the Big 12, which is wild. That means you have three of the top ten. Mm. UCF, like you said, they're, they're very similar to kind of San Diego State. Super long and athletic. Uh, the best offense is a missed shot for them. They hit the glass really hard. They were plus six against BYU. Typically, BYU doesn't win a lot when they lose the rebounding battle. BYU shot 40% in that game, 35% from three. 35 from three is fine. But um, 40% is super low. See, and that's where I expect the biggest yes. difference. BYU will shoot the ball better BYU's, at home. BYU is going to shoot 45% or something. Uh, BYU won the second half by three points. That was a big deal. Um, in this game tonight, Ibrahima Diallo had 11 points and a career-high 19 rebounds in that game. He hurt his knee two games ago. He missed the Texas Tech game on Saturday. They lost on the road despite challenging the Red Raiders there, who blew out Kansas last night by the way. Just destroyed them. If Diallo can't go tonight, yeah. BYU's winning for sure. If Diallo goes, I still think BYU's winning, but I think it will be more challenging. He had a great game against BYU. Um, obviously, Foos in that uh, game was, uh, you know, limited. Yeah. Foos is playing great. He's almost 20 a game in the last three. So it's a different kind of BYU, but uh, we'll see if Diallo goes tonight. UCF is a good basketball team. They don't have the killer instinct per se, but they've compiled some nice wins. Remember that Oklahoma team that beat up on BYU and the Cougars ran out of gas? Listen, UCF beat Oklahoma by 11. I know it was in Orlando, but still, that's a quality win. I don't care where it was. UCF won at Texas by six. Like, this team is more than capable of coming into Provo and evening the season series. And they did what everybody's doing now, which is beating Kansas. <laughs> Kansas has five losses oh, in the yeah. league, bro. That. The same as BYU. What? UCF beats Kansas on their home floor. But, yes, BYU is one game back of Kansas. They have the same number of losses. Yeah. Kansas is 7-5. and five, BYU is 5-5. Five and five. Yeah. Cougars could be 7-5 and five by the this end of the week. This week, BYU catches that, Kansas? Question that's mark? unbelievable. Standings? UCF is a good team. Again, they, they have won big games. They certainly play a little bit better at home than they do on the road. This is a long trip for them because they got to go from Texas Tech and Lubbock to Provo, Utah. How about that road trip for UCF? You leave Orlando, you go to Lubbock. Luckily, it's not in a wagon. They can use a plane, which is great. It makes it a lot easier. And then you got to go to Provo and play in the Marriott Center. Good luck. Yeah, that, that's tough. So I expect BYU to shoot the ball better overall. They did not shoot the ball well as a team. Uh, in Orlando, but did enough to win. It was BYU's first ever Big 12 win. Wouldn't it be something that this is also the win that takes BYU above 500 for the first time? Mm -hmm. Some marquee notes UCF. by beating UCF twice. Yes. This is also the bottom two preseason poll matchup again. Isn't Remember that, that crazy? BYU certainly outplayed UCF in terms of expectations. UCF's been better than people thought too, though. UCF at the moment, not a tourney team, but they are kind of interesting in that space. NIT, yeah. for sure, but um, a, a tough game and a game that BYU needs to win at home, Spence. John Rothstein pointed out, look, UCF has not gotten the national attention that a team like BYU has. He was comparing the two specifically, mm. but he, too, brought up what I did, which is they have wins over Kansas and Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. If they all of a sudden beat BYU in Provo tonight, 
then weirdly oh. they hop back into the bubble conversation. Yes, because it'd be uh, you know it's a quad one for them, uh, top seventy-five. BYU's what twelve or eight in net. This would be a huge win uh, for UCF. You'd argue by net ranking, you know, number two win on the season for UCF if they win tonight. BYU's got to hold serve though, which brings us to topic two. Does men's hoops need to go to two and zero this week to finish five hundred or better in the Big Twelve? I feel like it is paramount. If BYU, How do they do it if they don't? Exactly. Like, I, I don't They're, think they the do. The opportunities yeah. are just few and far between to really get ahead of the curve. Like, this is the week. You have a home game against UCF, a team you're favored by, depending on which metric you look at, somewhere between 9 and 11 points. Like BYU, 11 and a half. BYU is a yeah. heavy favorite. Yeah. 84% chance to win tonight, according to Ken Pomeroy. And then you go to Stillwater. And I know that game's weird. It feels kind of like the West Virginia game did on the road for BYU. It's like, oh, man, like – you got to win that game. You're supposed to win that game, but it's on the road against yeah. a team that's beaten some teams on their home floor. This is the opportunity for BYU to get ahead of the curve. If they could be two games over 500 before they had to take on Baylor and then face both Kansas teams on the road, now you have some room if, heaven forbid, you lose three straight. You lose to Baylor and then you lose to both Kansas teams because now you're seven and eight. And you got TCU, Iowa State, and Oklahoma State. And I think BYU will figure out a way to win two of the final three and go nine and nine. Uh, but if you're going to go above 500, like, I do not see a path without winning both games this week. You got to get your head two games above 500 to sustain a potential three game losing streak, as you mentioned. And then hopefully you can go two and one in the last three. I'm seeing three sets of three here, like you pointed out. BYU won that first set of uh, the one, right, Kansas State. Get a three-game win streak right now. Win both this week. Get to a three-game win streak. And then if you don't beat Baylor at home and you don't win the Sunflower road trip, then you can come back home and you have TCU, which is going to be another tough game. At Iowa State, if you win that one, that's a pretty big win. And then Oklahoma State on the road. So, yes, if BYU does not go 2-0 this week, they're probably looking at 8-10. and Now, if they win both, they have a shot at 10-8 and still if you can beat Baylor at home, potentially. Then you have which a would be one of your better wins. Win streak. Then you'd have a four-game win streak, and then you're feeling pretty good going to Kansas State and Kansas, where hey, Kansas is beatable. I'm not sure they're beatable at home, but like they are definitely beatable, um, especially on the road. They've lost five road games in league, which is just unbelievable. But in Fog Allen Fieldhouse, that, that's going to be a, a tough one. If you pull that one off. That's one of the greatest wins of your history, yes. given the team, the venue. I don't care how they're playing, right? You just – like when you beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame, it doesn't matter if they went 6-5 and five no. that year in 1994. You cherish that win as one of your best wins. Kansas will still be a top 10 team when BYU faces them. Like I know that they're going to tumble maybe to like 11 or 12 after this debacle against yeah. Texas Tech. They're Kansas. But they, they'll they win can, some games bro, and jump back into the top 10. Yes, they could be unranked and be a huge win. Come on, this is Kansas. This is going to be a massive challenge. They'll be, yeah, For sure. 10, and they're 10. destroyers of world at, worlds at home. Like, Kansas they're, takes care of business They're at amazing. Home. War of the Worlds, did you like that one with Tom Cruise? It had its moments. The, the original is very The audio version just very scary. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, with BYU, okay, again, I'm still riding with nine wins. And I feel yeah. like winning two this week gets them to that point. So not only do I feel like, yeah, any chance BYU has to finish above 500, so 10 and 8, you got to win both this week. I feel like they got to win both this week to go 9 and 9. What would be a surprise down the stretch? If, if BYU Baylor, beat Baylor at home? That little or, bit? Or if BYU wins at Kansas State. 
Like if BYU, either of those two. Yes, if BYU can yeah. go one and two in that really tough three-game stretch. I'll take a win in there. Yeah, I don't care which I, one either. I don't like care if where. I could pick, it'd be Kansas. If I could second pick, it'd be Baylor. Third would be Kansas State. Yeah, and which on. we kind of downplayed Drum Tank's comments, by the way, after like we knew that. Well, this is how they play. We knew we that mean, they <laughs> that would let us back in. Like what? Whoa. That was fighting words yeah, a little bit. That's interesting. But uh, yeah, down in the final three, TCU at Iowa State, Oklahoma State, you got to go two and one at least. Yeah. Like yeah. it would be a surprise if you uh, won at Iowa State or you lost to Oklahoma State. TCU and uh, at home is a 50 50 to me. So that, it feels that way. The funny thing is the metrics just continue to give BYU these huge advantages. So BYU at home, maybe it's not a surprise if BYU beats anybody at home. Down the stretch. Like, if BYU beats Baylor at home, that's a really nice win. I think Baylor's the third best team I in the league. Ken Pomeroy has BYU as, like, a f- five or a six-point favorite in that game. Which is wild. Um, Baylor, to me, is, is uh, like, they, they are UCF with way more offensive skill. UCF does not shoot the ball very well. We've seen BYU play Baylor this year and play them tough. Like, yes. they had a halftime lead. They had a second-half lead by nine. Which is surprising because, honestly, there's a couple of pros there for Baylor. Like, that is – next-level talent, like Houston and, and Kansas. Iowa State, to me, doesn't have, like, a ton of NBA talent sitting there. They're just, like, a great team that performs yeah. at a high level. Kind of, kind of like BYU. There's not – is there an NBA guy on BYU's team? Like, I know Jackson Robinson's getting some buzz, but, like, will a guy on BYU's team play in the NBA at some point in the future? I'm not sure, but it doesn't matter because BYU plays such great team basketball. Look at these win odds. Okay, in the back eight, Jerem, in the back eight games of conference, BYU mm-hmm. is favored in six of the eight. And not just favorite. I'll take it. Let's like, not play it. Let's just take the percentages and move on. All are 60, We're going to Kansas City, Spence. In the games BYU is favored in, <laughs> all are 65% or better. Baylor 65%. At Kansas State, 66%. That's a nice number. I got to go win. So uh, win one of I, those three in that Baylor-Kansas State-Kansas stretch. I don't In this league, I don't care about those win percentages. I really don't. Like, sure, it gives me confidence. It's exciting. BYU's earned that through good play and efficiency and whatnot. Some of those metrics are coming down because there's more resistance playing in a better league. But ultimately, we have not been really surprised um, a ton, which is a good and bad thing. The good is that only the Cincinnati loss was like, whoa, what was that? It's disappointing to go up 17 at Texas Tech and lose, but that's a tough road game. Like any road game BYU pulls off, that's awesome. Yeah. And UCF was the first. Hopefully you can – Get the home game now against the Knights. Go 2-0 and this week. UCF, 67 in net, 64 Ken Palm. Quad 2. Oklahoma State, 137 in net, which would make that a quad 3 yeah. on the road. Yep. And 121 in Ken Palm. These are huge games. So, again, go 2-0 and to, at worst, I think, finish 9-9 nine and nine in conference. If you get to 10-8, and eight, Jaren, we're talking about BYU legitimately being a 4 or 5 seed playing in Legit. Salt Lake City. At Oklahoma State is quad 3 by uh, two spots. So, hopefully, Oklahoma State can go up just climb a touch, up. Yes, and you have a, a quad bit. 2. Because if you lose that, you don't want a quad 3 loss. Same with Kansas State trying to get into a quad 2 scenario with BYU beating them at home. They were 77. quad 3 win from Saturday, yeah. which is weird. Go up a couple. Our question of the day, does BYU need to go 2-0 and this week in order to finish 500 or better in the Big 12? Both Jeremy and I feel very strongly that that has to happen with how tough the schedule is going to get after BYU faces the Knights and the Cowboys. Weston on X says BYU is more likely to win tonight's game than any of the remaining games, okay? With the exception of playing Oklahoma State at home on March 9th. That would be the regular season finale. That being said, Weston continues, I see more wins than losses for the rest of the season, even if BYU loses tonight. Mm. 
See, I, if BYU loses tonight, I don't have them having a winning record in the back eight. Um, we're, you're staring at eight and ten, probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That best four and four, and you go nine and nine. Like, but you got to steal one back. You got to steal one loses back. loses to UCF tonight, you now have you to have Baylor. to beat Baylor or win at Kansas State, and you got to make sure you take care of TCU. Like, I'm thinking BYU beats TCU. So yeah, that's that. That's not a makeup. That's a, I need that one. Okay. Yeah. Neil Henshawn X says, looking ahead, BYU has a good shot to finish 500. BYU could have won at Baylor. Totally plausible to win that game in Provo. Yeah. If BYU drops a home game, two of the remaining away games are winnable. He's speaking of Oklahoma State and Kansas State, I'm assuming. I like BYU's chances, says Neil. Yeah. What what, uh, reason do we not have to think that BYU could go and win any of the remaining games? Even Kansas. Like, play them tough. Hope they have to get to their bench, which has not performed very well right yeah. now. They have great starters. They have some injuries, right? Uh, right now. So, yeah, let's see. They imploded last night. So we'll see how Kansas is in two weeks from tonight in Lawrence. What well, helps when Texas Tech has a guy who doesn't miss a shot from the field? That typically helps. Like if you don't miss a shot, you're pretty unbeatable. <laughs> Number 19 men's basketball taking on UCF tonight, as mentioned, 8 Eastern time pregame on BYU Radio. We've got you on BYU TV for BYU and countdown as well. Knights and Cougs tonight. Following the break, we preview BYU's rematch against UCF and do so with former BYU basketball standout Jake Toulson. He's in Studio B. Does he think the Cougars have to go 2-0 this week to finish above 500? This is BYU Sports Nation. Jake, the make. Look out if Jake gets hot. Shot blocked by Jake. A shot can go. For the Jake transition triple. We are live in Studio B. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. I didn't recognize Jake with that haircut. Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. You can see his, Our his special guest man. today is the great Jake Toulson, former BYU basketball standout who is in the Cougar Council Room and ready to talk Cougar hoops, man. Welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be here. Let's talk about the hair from then and now. What do you think? You know, I mean... Longer now? Yeah, it's longer. You know, not, not playing ball anymore. I actually just got a haircut. It was, like, pretty long, but... Um, you know, this is me. You didn't feel pressure to post basketball. You didn't feel pressure to be on BYU TV with a shorter haircut. No, I, I I knew that I was coming that's on today. Every and I, was week. Like, I got to get a fresh cut. Got to make sure I'm looking good. <laughs> but these guys, you know, you look great. Let's go. You. This yeah. is professional, Jake. This, this is, is professional. Yeah, this is. Before he was uh, amateur, Jake, because <laughs> yeah. he was a college basketball player pre NIL. Okay, yeah. BYU's in the Big Twelve. They're uh, five and five. They're in eighth place. Yeah. I never knew that five and five and and eighth place could feel so good. Yeah. But it's how it is in the Big 12. How have you assessed what BYU's done so far? I mean, let's let's just say they have overachieved, I think. Um, and everyone had a lot of expectations of what was going to happen in the Big 12. Um, and they have answered every question. I think they're playing tough. They're playing their brand of basketball. Um, everyone would say, you know, how's BYU going to adjust to the Big 12? But I've seen a lot of adjusting to BYU. Like BYU came into the conference and teams got to come to the Marriott Center and play us and play our brand. Um, and it's been great. I'm, I'm very impressed with what I see so far. Yeah, the rhetoric coming out of non-conference play was very interesting, even from BYU fans. It's like, okay, 12-1 and one is great. And I know they got the win against San Diego State. And yeah, they beat NC State, but they lost to Utah. Yeah. Let's see what happens when the Big 12 teams yeah. come rolling. And they lost Cincinnati. And I was like, see, I told you they couldn't handle Paper the Big Tiger. 12. Yeah. They're now five, five yeah. and five. Yeah. I feel like everything they did in non-con up 
to this point now with the 10 Big 12 games, they've been validated. Absolutely. Is it safe to say that? Absolutely. And I said they overachieved and when they're 5-5, five and five, and that's crazy to say. But yeah. um, it's hard to win in this conference. These teams are good. Um, it's, not, it's not easy to win on any given night, whether that's at home or on the road. You saw it with Cincinnati. And then we go out and get one on the road that, you know, maybe people thought that we didn't. Um, so uh, the team has, has, has answered every question. Um, they keep playing hard. And Coach Pope has these guys bought in, and it's been great. Okay, BYU is playing its first team for a second time tonight. What's the challenge of playing a team twice, having a game, but kind of evolving both teams since then, and now it's round two? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always tough to beat a team twice. Uh, I think um, we're at home now, so it's, it's a little bit of a different game because um, we can use some of these things to our advantage. But... Um, I think what, what Coach Pope is saying to the guys is that we got to be who we are. Um, you know, obviously there's different adjustments, things that you can learn from the first matchup. But if I had to guess, he's saying something like tonight, you know, we got to take care of the ball, we got to rebound, and we got to play for each other. Um, and those are things that you can control. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter who you're playing. If you do those three things, you give yourself a chance to win. Jake, I know you're a competitor, and I know that somewhere in that wonderful mind of yours, you have thought, how would my team, my senior year, have fared in Big 12 play? How do you think your squad with you and TJ and Yoli and Zach Selius and company have fared against the Big 12 style of competition? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. Like, you know, it's, it's hypothetical. But um, we had some, you know, games that year where we could look at it and say, well, you know, we went on the road and beat a, a really good Houston team. Um, you know. uh, yeah, you beat a Big 12 team. Yeah, you so, played so, Kansas. Yeah, exactly. We played Hawaii. Kansas out in Maui. We, yep, without Yoli. Without Yoli. Yep. Um, yeah, so a lot of those games you can look at and be like, you know, that team would have um, been able to contend in the Big 12. And I think, uh, you know, that was, I think the year before or during that year is when we kind of announced what, what was going to happen with, WCC and Big 12. Um, so it's fun to actually be here where, you know, we're playing in the Big 12. I was at the Texas game when, you know, it's just crazy. Like you grew up coming to the Marriott Center, playing in the Marriott Center, and then you see Texas, that brand, the burnt orange. I know that they're leaving, but um, it's cool. I think BYU is, you know, in a great position to, to get everything they want. And then blow them out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and exactly. then crush them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun, man. Awesome. I knew this team was going to be good when – when uh, we went down to Vegas and, and made two coaches just have complete meltdowns. <laughs> they just were throwing tantrums, and I was like, this team is good. That's when you knew. They're tough, yeah. It's yeah. because your team that you did that to some opposing hey, coaches. We, 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 we had fun with it. We definitely uh, we competed. So, it was, yeah. It's so, good. seven and three through ten is what your answer is? That's cool. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, let's, let's talk about this group. They don't have a superstar. They probably could if they just gave Jackson Robinson like 25 shots a game or, yeah. or Dallin Hall or whoever, yeah. right? But it, it's a great team. Um, nobody's averaging even 12 a game right now. Yeah. Like the, the unique nature of this team is that they don't rely on a superstar. They have all these guys. They move the ball a ton. Ali's unique. Foose still that inside presence. Like, have you seen a team like this before? BYU, like you said, teams have had to adjust to BYU as well. Yeah. No, it's 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 fun, and I think it's it's new. Um, not you know, not every BYU team has has played like this, um, and so a lot of credit to Coach Pope for getting these guys to buy into their role. Um, 
and you see what happens when you, you, you know, maybe sacrifice a little bit of your numbers and mm. these things that the, these young kids tend to, to, to care about. Um, but when you, when you buy in, um, you can get everything you want uh, with the team. And so, uh, yeah, teams have had to adjust to it. It's easy to game plan for, for a player that's going to put up 20 shots a game and try and, you know, corral that, that one player. But when you've got a team that's running all this action and back cutting and like you just you can't you can't do anything. You just got to pray. <laughs> you got to pray just to make it today, MC Hammer. Um, there are more kind of Zach Selyus and Dalton Nixon types on this team, yeah. I think, than we've had before because it's more of the Richies and, and come, everyone has a role yeah. and they understand that role. And sometimes it's hard to buy into that. Like, we know that Zach Selyus could have put up 20 a game BYU. He's yeah. doing it in Germany. Look at him. With man. the mullet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Alex Barcelo is like the number five guy on that team. He's one yeah. of the greatest shooters in BYU history. Yeah. But his role was like, oh, I'll take corner threes. I'll play yeah. great defense. You don't need me to score a ton. Just that kind of depends where you're at in your evolution. And this team in year one, Jake, of the Big 12, pretty good. And then next year, you add the highest profile recruit BYU's ever signed, Colin Chandler, and then you yeah. try to keep it going. No, I... I I, you, you, you said it. I mean, there's, there's guys that are buying in. We know that all these guys are capable and they can go off and, you know, get all the numbers and all the praise, but this team just wants to win, it feels like. Um, and and it, it shows in the way that they're playing, the effort that they're giving, and the level of sacrifice that it, that it takes to get what you want ultimately. So it's, it's great. I Jake, love it. Jake Toulson's with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach Pope calls that balance and that buy-in like one of the team's superpowers. And it really does kind of feel like that. Our good friend Jimmer Fredette sat in that chair a few weeks ago and said, my one question with this team still, uh, still is, if you need a bucket at the end of the game, like who's the alpha? Who, yeah. Who's the guy that goes and gets it? Jackson Robinson took the shot that BYU needed to beat Kansas State. Yeah. Do you pinpoint him as the guy? Like, because your team, you had three different guys. Like, you were one of them. TJ yeah. was another. Yoli was another. You needed a bucket. Like, one of you three was going to get a bucket. Yeah. Who's that guy for this unique BYU team? I think, I think it depends on the situation. Um, I would say Jax because he has that skill set um, and he's not afraid of the moment. Uh, Dallin Hall I could also put in that category where – um, he's comfortable with the ball in his hands and he's going to make the right play no matter what. Um, and then maybe, you know, there's a matchup where we throw it inside to Foose. Like, it depends on the situation, but, um, you know, Jackson has that, you know, that it factor um, where he wants the ball, he wants to make big shots. And, I mean, he, he's got a really bright future ahead of him. Um, I can't remember the last BYU player that was drafted. Was it Jimmer? It was Trent uh, placed it. No, no it, was yeah, Jimmer. it was Jimmer. It was Jimmer. Jimmer. Sorry, Jimmer. Yeah. You're right, Trent, and then Jimmer. And, so, yeah, it's been it. 13 yeah. Been years. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. And it's only two picks in forever. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, we're in the Big 12. We're, we're winning. We're, we're doing everything we want to do. But I don't Exposure, know. eyeballs. Yeah, getting, getting guys to the NBA is, is great for a program, right? Um, so Jackson um, is going to have a lot of opportunities in his future. Okay, NBA would be great. That'd be awesome. If it's not NBA, there are a ton of leagues as, as basketball has evolved and post-Dream Team 30 years later. Like, the world has yeah. uh, a ton of great leagues, as we've learned, right? Yeah. Who else are pro prospects that could be, like, uh, guys that go like yourself and, and uh, Yoli and whatnot? Yeah. And Alex Barcelo still playing and so on and so forth that play somewhere internationally. Who else on this team to you fits that? I mean, anyone that's playing on any given night, they, I mean, they all have a chance. We can go down the line. Um, 
each each one of these players individually is 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 really good and playing at a really high level. Uh, I think fans don't really see that because they see what this role that that certain player is playing for this team. But you know, we saw it with Trev. He made nine threes in a game, and Spencer, you know, can take over any game. And Ali and Foose and Dallin and Richie and um, you know even you know guys like 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 Trey Stewart have taken, you know, kind of a backseat in conference play, but ready when his number's called. Like, you don't understand how good these guys are, um, and they'll all have a chance to, to play if that's what they want to do. It's like when Brian Scalabrini showed up at, like, a pickup game one time and just put up, like, 50, and everyone's yeah. like, who is like this the guy? worst dude on the yes. Celtics. It's like, these guys are amazing. No, these guys, like, get out of here. These players are so good. Um, and I think, you know, I, I, I want to put out, you know, one bold take here. I think Dallin has a has a real legit chance to be special. Like, I agree. Love it. Love it. He he he's gonna have a chance. He reminds me a lot of Matthew Dellavedova. I mm. think he could like a more likable version. A more likable version. <laughs> a more handsome version too, for sure. Minus the mouth guard and yeah. the elbow pads. In and the yeah. I'm like, are you? But he's playing got that toughness. Toughness yeah, makes every play. right play. Makes big shots. I mean, yeah. he's only a sophomore. He's he's just gonna keep getting. He's better. He's so young. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think we feel like he's a junior. It's like, no, no, no. This dude has, like, two and a half more years. He's, we, got, yeah. we got time, man. Right, Jake, it's been it. great to catch up with you, man. You guys are awesome. Okay, final question. BYU goes 2-0 and this week. Yeah. They get to 7-5. and Yeah. Do they finish above 500 in the league? Uh, I think if they do, they give themselves a great chance. But um, having played for Coach Pope, I know that he's just going to say, we're just focused on one game at a time. We didn't so. ask Coach Pope. We asked you, Jake. <laughs> Listen, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Coach mode still. Let's go. Good to see you, man. Yeah, thanks great. for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, you can hear from Mark Pope. Talk about how it's one game at a time. 8.30 Eastern coming up Thursday on the BYU TV app. Hopefully talking about a UCF win. Oh, please. And above 500 for the mm-hmm. first time all season. Mm-hmm. Up next, we recap just a wild blowout in the Big 12. Upset plus of Kansas. Which pro Coog could be part of the NBA All-Star Weekend? Interesting stuff here. And our response to people questioning BYU's 1984 National Championship in football. We, we how, much, how much time do we have for that? Still dealing with this? This is BYU Sports. I'm wearing a watch. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, you can follow BYU Sports Nation on the social media, Facebook, X, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Welcome back to Studio B. I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan. Let's roll out a busy day of headlines. Number 19 men's basketball hosts UCF tonight, round two with the Knights. January 13th, BYU won the first meeting 63-58. That's why we have video of it. Remember when Ali Khalifa uh, scored 17 and yammed oh, here? Oh, right here! Right here! Right here! Join Spencer Linton, Kristen uh, Kozlowski off tonight, Tyler Hawes, Blaine Fowler, myself, 8 Eastern for BYUSN Countdown. BYU Radio has pregame coverage at the same time as well. Also, the Cougars climbed up two spots, number 19 in the AP poll, and they are a five seed playing Samford, not Stanford, in Salt Lake and Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology. BYU women's basketball in the hunt for a three-game win streak when they take on UCF tonight in Orlando. It's Cougars and Knights night. Cougs looking to continue their winning streak after being victorious in the final, the last two rather, including an upset over 18th ranked Baylor. They took down Cincinnati as well. You can listen to tonight's game, 6 Eastern live on BYU Radio. Lauren Gustin and Amari Whiting sweep Big 12 honors following their 2-0 week and upset of number 18 Baylor. Gustin, the Big 12 player of the week, averaged 22 and 14 in the two wins. Amari Whiting, freshman of the week, 
12 points, seven and a half boards, five and a half, half assists per game. How about this? BYU's Keaton Slovis, Kingsley Suomataia, and Ryan Rico all given invites to the 2024 NFL Draft Combine in Indianapolis. This year's combine will take place from February 26th, and it runs through March 4th. Super happy that Keaton and Rico are joining Kingsley there. Pretty awesome. Men's volleyball moved up two spots in this week's ABCA poll to number six, following back-to-back -back sweeps over Long Island. Up next for the nine and three Cougs, number two and undefeated Grand Canyon, Friday and Saturday at nine Eastern on Brigham Young University Television. Those are today's headlines. Now the Big 12 Roundup with just a shocker last night. Texas Tech beat Kansas 79 to 50. Kansas, number six in the country, lost big. Texas Tech hit eight threes in the first 13 minutes. <laughs> Darian Williams scored 30 points, 12 of 12 shooting, 10 boards. First player in the last 25 years in college basketball, 30 points, 10 boards, and 100% shooting against a ranked team. 29 point loss for Kansas. The program's largest loss to an unranked team in the AP poll era. Whoa. Texas Tech improves uh, to 7-4 in the Big 12. Kansas 7-5. BYU and Kansas have the same amount of losses. I know. It's Texas wild. Tech, the university, tweeted the following <laughs> after the game <laughs> with a birds aren't real van <laughs> and research birds are real. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, you I believe love, birds are real? I love Spence? social media. Do you believe birds are real? I do believe birds I, are real. I do. Okay, just let's just get that up. Now, in terms of like a Jayhawk and like, <laughs> apparently they they weren't real last night in Lubbock. Uh, Bill Self got tossed. Twenty nine point loss. I don't think Texas Tech took lightly to being knocked out of the top twenty five. You think they'll be back in <laughs> in next week's poll? The second game last night, TCU, they take care of business, 81-65 against West Virginia. Jamie Dixon and the Horned Frogs with that 16-point victory led the entire game. Jameer Nelson Jr., Emmanuel Miller, and Trevion Tennyson all finished with 14 points. The Horned Frogs 6-5, West Virginia falls to 3-8. So TCU for the moment is above BYU, tied for six. After. Cougs are eight. BYU could hop into a tie for six if they beat UCF tonight. The average margin prior to last night was nine points per game. That was not the case last night. Number 25, Oklahoma at number 12, Baylor tonight. Ooh. That's a good one. Bears 12 and one at home this season. Uh, six and four in the Big 12. Baylor six and a half point favorite according to Vegas. Do BYU fans care who wins this game? Like, do you, do you have a favorite here? I, I, I don't know. It's like, Keep what, Baylor up high and then Oklahoma maybe slide? Then BYU jumps Oklahoma? Yeah, okay. that's what I want. Number 10, Iowa State at Cincinnati. The Cyclones have won five of their last six. They are rolling. This will be Cincinnati's ninth game against a ranked team out of their 11 Big 12 games. That's unreal. Cincinnati four and six. However, the Bearcats are a one and a half point favorite, according to Las Vegas. All right, so that wraps up the Big 12 Roundup. Now some opinions in the whip. The Cougar Whip Round presented by Marist, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. College Football Report posted this on X last night, trying to, trying to answer the question of legitimacy of BYU's 1984 National Championship. What's your response to this? My response is the voters, the human voters, all declared that BYU was the national champion across every major poll. I, I, if you didn't want BYU to win the national championship, then take it up with the people who voted in the polls, who were not Pitt, tied to BYU. Pitt stunk. BYU uh, beat Baylor. Um, Michigan was the opponent because others didn't want to come. Tennessee said no. Washington had a chance to say no. 
they said no. What do you what do you want? BYU won all the games that were. You know what? Doing. South Carolina and Oklahoma yeah. and all these other teams, Washington. It, in you know a modern they, You know what they did that season that BYU didn't do? They lost a game. In a modern context, yes, the strength of schedule wasn't great. I've said as much on this program. I'm paid by BYU. That was one of the easier schedules BYU's played. But BYU won all the games. They didn't have uh, a tough schedule, no. But they're, they're, it wasn't a playoff time. It wasn't a playoff era. Jerem, all those powerhouse teams I referenced, the majority of those teams lost to a sub-500 team that season. There you go. Win that game! Win and it's game. not an issue. You play to win the game, in fact. BYU won the games, okay? And the humans voted them number one. Take it up with them. Also, it's recognized with that nice trophy in the display case at the Student Athlete Building. I agree, the schedule was not, not great, good. but BYU, BYU was the national champ. What are you going to do with it? Voters, awesome. blame the voters if you don't like it. Puka Nakua <laughs> was on blame Pat. The blame the voters. If you don't like it, take it up with them. It's 2024. Who cares about 40 this? 40 years ago. What about the 74 time? Who cares? Puka Nakua, the most recent BYU Cougar to appear on the Pat McAfee Show. Ryan Smith, Kyle Van Noy, like all these guys joined the Pat McAfee Show. He loved BYU. Puka made the point that he wants to play in the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game during the NBA All-Star Weekend. Yep. McAfee pulled some strings at ESPN, as he's known to do, and apparently got Puka into the Celebrity Game. Is this a bigger deal than Puka playing in the NFL Pro Bowl? Not making it to it, Pro Bowl's <laughs> bigger, but I will actually watch Puka in the Celebrity Game, okay. whereas the Pro Bowl, I didn't watch a second. Out of his element, but like apparently a pretty good basketball player. I don't doubt he's awesome. I've heard he's good. He's twitchy, he's yeah. bouncy. Yeah, it'd be Brandon fun to watch Puka throw down oh, yeah. a dunk. And oh, you yeah. know he's gonna play. He doesn't know how to go anything but like one speed. I worked for the Warriors last night. They have a dude that looks just like him. <laughs> I don't know his name, but I was like, what's Puka doing at the game here? This is awesome. Uh, no, it's it's a way bigger deal to be an all-pro and play in the Pro Bowl. Well, as Pro Bowl, not all-pro. As a rookie. He was all-pro second team. Yeah. Team. yeah, he still qualifies as all-pro, right? Yeah. All-pro and Pro Bowl are different I, things. I, I, yeah. I, true. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But yeah, this is fun. This is more fun, I think, because he's out of his element and it's be fun to watch him play. And he probably gets to meet LeBron. That's his hero, right? He's a basketball hero. LeBron won't be at the celebrity game. I'm sorry to break to you. Well, at the All-Star game. I think Puka will be at the All-Star game if he's Hopefully playing Hopefully they'll in this get him game. to the All-Star game. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Up next, from Orlando, Lauren Gustin joins us to discuss her Big 12 Player of the Week honors and how her preseason snub of not being on the all Big 12 teams continues to motivate her. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. An easy move for Lauren Gustin. Gustin in rhythm. Gustin, step through. Gustin, off the glass and in. And so strong to score off the glass. And a great finish by Gustin. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station, live from Studio B. Highlights of the queen of rebounding. She's scoring a bunch, too, and she is the reigning Big 12 Player of the Week. Lauren Gustin joining us now live over Zoom from sunny Orlando, Florida. Lauren, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Let's discuss really important things. Did you watch the Super Bowl and with Shep <laughs> in Chiefs gear? Uh, yep, I did. I was able to witness the whole thing. A very passionate fan. <laughs> and he was stoked about the result, I would assume, right? Oh, yeah. He was jumping up and down. It was, it was good to see him get excited like that. Any disappointed Niner fans among the group? 
Um, I mean, there was a couple. I would say I was kind of rooting for them a little bit. I feel like um, there was a couple of us, but mostly Chief Chief fans, especially obviously Jason. He was very, very, very into it. <laughs> Is he more into that or the the women's basketball games when he's calling them? I mean, I've, I don't know. I've never seen him fired up like that before. So. <laughs> Let's summon that energy t today from him, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. Lauren Gustin is our Super Bowl correspondent, yep. live from Orlando. Live from Orlando. Also Orlando. an elite basketball player. Congratulations on winning Big 12 Player of the Week. Well-deserved. Uh, another 2020 game you. for you. In a, a win that gave BYU their first ever win streak in Big 12 play, taking care of business at Cincinnati, and also gave you your first road win. How would you explain the difference in the team over the last two games, beating 18th-ranked Baylor and then taking that on the road and beating Cincinnati? Yeah, um, I think we're playing um, together a lot really well. Um, I think we're also just coming out from the start, really trying to um, be the aggressors right from right from tip and um, just kind of giving it all we have. Uh, we've had, you know, some slow starts um, in our past couple of games, and um, I think we're doing really well right now at um, just coming right from the tip, coming aggressive. And um, we're, like I had mentioned before, I think we're playing really well together right now, and um, we're all connected on defense and offense. You've competed really well. You almost beat Kansas State. That would have been, you know, number two on the road. This is a, you got a freshman backcourt, extremely talented, tremendous players. Little young, right? They're getting that experience, cutting their teeth as we speak. Has it just taken a sec to get that experience, to get to this point, to get to this two-game win streak now? Um, yeah, I think um, definitely our chemistry with all of us has, you know, strengthened. And at this point in the season, um, we've played enough of each other to kind of um, – you know, be able to have that connectiveness. And um, our freshmen, like you mentioned, they're young, but they're doing a great job. And, you know, they have a lot on their on their plate trying to, um, you know, they have a lot that they have to do every game um, with their roles. And, you know, they're doing really well at that and exceeding that. And I'm just really proud of them for, you know, showing up. And these last three games have been huge. They both have had great performances and have, you know, taken care of the ball. And, um, yeah, they've done great. BYU star power forward Lauren Gustin is with us in Orlando as she prepares to take on UCF along with the rest of her Cougar teammates. Lauren, I don't know if it bothers you as much as it bothers me, but when you didn't make a preseason All-Big 12 team, I just thought that was like such a gross oversight. And it stuck with me. It, it just it, it fuels this fire within me. Do you view it that way? Does it motivate you still to this point that you were not picked on one of those preseason teams? Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely is very motivational, um, you know, being being underlooked or kind of being the underdog in that situation. So, um, you know, if anything, yeah, I've, I've used it for fuel and motivation for, you know, every game and even our, our girls and our team, like just being ranked position that we were, um, uh, that they put us in to finish out the season has also been very motivating. So, um, you know, we kind of like to be in that position. We like to use that, um, those those things that push us through and uh, you know right now in the season that's something we're holding on to is you know where we've been ranked and personally for me too you know where where they put me as um it definitely is motivating motivations are interesting let's say they had made you the preseason player of the year would would that, that have summoned the performance that you've given this year would it have been the same um, how would that have motivated you perhaps differently? Because sometimes too much positivity could be a negative thing, but overt negativity can draw out maybe more positivity from you. I don't know how you see it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, if I, if I had been um, given that uh, ranking, I mean, it would have been still, um, you know, motivational um, to want to try to 
get to that and, and be able to give those results that they're expecting from you. So, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, I feel like the um, preseason rankings are all just talk. And um, yeah, I wasn't ranked what I wanted to be or, or whatnot, but no matter what, I would have been given, you know, first team, second team um, player, player the, of the conference. It, it all would have been motivational for me. I feel like I would have used it in different ways to, um, to put a good pressure on me to, um, you know, push myself or just use that motivation. BYU currently tied for ninth. You were picked to finish 11th. You talked about how important that is to the team to be above that and to prove the coaches who voted in that preseason poll wrong. Obviously, mm -hmm. a third win in a row tonight would help you take a massive step toward not finishing 11th or lower. So what's the matchup like and the scout on UCF tonight to try and help your team get that elusive three-game win streak? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is our first time playing them, so it's exciting because, um, you know, this is our, our first matchup against them, so it's going to be fun to be able to compete against a new team. Um, you know, they're a great team. They're they're similar to us as far as, um, you know, they, they're underlooked, I feel like, so we got to come ready to go. Um, and right from the tip, they're a very aggressive team. They're, you know, great in transition, and, you know, they have a lot of great athletes, and they're really athletic, and um, they also rebound really well as um, on the on the offense and defense upside of things, so you know we just got to come out um, right from the tip, ready to go, and uh, just focus everything we have right now on this game, and hopefully keep that streak alive. If I personally set your rebound line tonight at fourteen and a half, are you going over or under? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm gonna always go for hopefully more. For Let's go. More than that, but <laughs> Fifteen plus, I love it. All right, Lauren, it's great to talk to you. Congratulations again on winning a Big 12 Player of the Week honor. And we're sending you some BYU Sports Nation conference from Studio B. Let's go get another 2020. Thank you. You got it, Lauren Gustin. You know, I, I, say, I say another 2020, but, like, she's done it so many times now that nothing surprises me anymore. I won a 30-30. That's just me personally. <laughs> but, um, she's too young to have watched 2020 on ABC with, with Barbara, Barbara Walters. Walters. Yeah. What happened to that show? And like, did it just go away when Barbara Walters decided not to do it anymore? Well, at some point, all shows go away, Spence. In fact, this show at some point will go away, but it's not soon, which is lucky for you and I. <laughs> Women's basketball takes on UCF tonight, 6 Eastern on BYU Radio, also on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. Still on the way, Top 5 Tuesday, where we rank all five of BYU's Big 12 wins this season in men's basketball. What hit the top two? This is BYU Sports Nation. Was there debate? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. It's Top 5 Tuesday, and wouldn't you know, BYU men's basketball has five Big 12 wins on the season, so let's rank them from Number 5 to 1. Number 5, BYU beat West Virginia in Morgantown, 86-73. Uh, West Virginia beating Kansas and Texas at home. BYU goes in there and wins. Boost, 24-9. and nine. It was awesome. Downhill, 12 assists in that game. Richie Saunders, Jackson Robinson hit a bunch of threes. Nice road win for the Cougs, number five. At number four, you just witnessed it. BYU taking down Kansas State. The same week that Kansas State upset Kansas. BYU up 17 late, had to hold on and win by 6, 72, they, 66. They let us back in the game. Yeah, well... Drum That's tang. my drum tang. Drum tang. 
took a big L back to Manhattan, Kansas. He's, he's a fun dude. Jackson Robinson That's with a huge run. three late to help seal the win for BYU. Number three, BYU beat Texas by 12, 84-72. Cougars shot a season high 64%. Ooh. Season low, seven threes, didn't need it. Five players in double figures. Noah Waterman, Jackson Robinson, seven points each. BYU dominated the paint, paint outscoring Texas by 14. Wow, that's number three. What's number two? How about a quad one road win? Tier A game, according to Ken Palm, 18th ranked BYU with their first ever Big 12 win. They do so at UCF, 63-58. BYU's defense was stifling that Saturday. Ali Khalib had a breakout game with 17 points. Trevin Nell knocked down four threes. Mark Pope's 100th career win. And the top win in Big 12 play so far, beating Iowa State 87-72. That's a top 10 net win to this day. Iowa State's a top 10 team right now. You exploded for 48 points in the second half. Spencer Johnson, career high 28. BYU hit 13 threes. BYU led by as many as 24 in the second half. To beat Iowa State by 15 is something. I'll take wins of one plus, Spence. Our question of the day, does BYU need to go 2-0 this week to finish 500 or better in the Big 12? Sure yes. feels like it. Our elite voice of the day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated comes from Kevin Lunt on Instagram who says, no. Just win the other games. <laughs> it's that simple, Thank right? you. Yeah, Sean Farnham agrees. Yeah, he says Sean Farnham probably. No, not to. Just, just win the other games. Did he really say Sean yes. Farnham? Yeah, Sean Farnham probably. <laughs> All right, a special rise and shout-out today presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Marcus Adams Jr.'s uh, dad had a heart attack last week and passed away. Our thoughts and prayers are with Marcus. He is with his family uh, at this time, of course. Marcus Royce Adams Sr., uh, just really thinking about the Adams family. That is a difficult situation. Life is precious, Spence. My gosh. I, we know the, the Warriors assistant coach recently, someone in my wards, dad, this happened to. Let's cherish each other while we have them because we don't know when we won't. So Ab our thoughts absolutely. and prayers with the Adams. Now, if anybody in the Marcus Adams family sees this, absolutely. we love you and we support you. And uh, we're so excited that Marcus is a part of BYU basketball. Absolutely. All right. Our prayers are with you. And our thanks to today's guests, Jake Toulson and Lauren Gustin. Fun to talk to them. Ran out of time for Dennis. Conversation continues on BYUSN.com and the free BYU TV app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. We'll see you tonight for BYUSN Countdown at 8 p.m. Eastern. Go Kooks!